True confessions. I did it again. We're supposed to take the guests out before we start. So you're not like very uncomfortably sitting there through this whole spiel that we do, but now it's too late. So right. just do the spiel. Just do the spiel. Dance with us. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Fempreneur True Confessions. And I'm Laura. I'm the owner of um, ODAA Virtual Assistant Agency. She always does that. Who am I the owner of? Right. Who, uh... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> um, that's my natural nasty habit. Um, <laughs> so our agency provides boutique online solutions to small businesses to grow and scale their businesses confidently. We build a strategy and are able to add the staff they need to provide the solutions to the strategy implemented. We ensure their focus is on what they need to thrive while allowing them to release the need to be everything in their business. So learning to delegate, work and focus on their superpower and be what they need to be in their business. So that is Oda. That is Oda. That's Laura. I'm Angelique and uh, this is the really cool thing. Laura and I do the same shit. Right. <laughs> we do. We basically. do. Um, now I always call my, uh, lady powerhouse solutions is a heart centered approach to offering project and event management to women entrepreneurs on fire and lighten up the world with their passion and drive to achieve their missions in the most authentic way possible caveat by doing all the things Laura just said. <laughs> exactly. And because that's it would be redundant for me to repeat all that. You know, right. that's why mine is always just so much briefer. Because mm -hmm. why am I going to repeat all the things you just said? Because that's all the shit we both do. Right. Yay. So that's, that's me. Yes. Angelique, Lady Power Solution. I also cuss. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and together, Laura and I. We're Fempreneur True Confessions Podcast. Yes, we are. Can you tell? <laughs> and together, our mission in this is to empower women in business and in life to live authentically and support each other um, with their passion and drive to achieve um, our missions in the most authentic way possible. Um, the beauty of us doing the exact same thing is we show, like, we do what we do, but we're still non-competitive. We still love each other. We embrace each other. And that is what this is all about. Yeah. Uh, so Fempreneur True Confessions podcast came about because we wanted, we're like, we don't see the other women struggling. They're not sharing this. They're not, they're not out there saying, oh my God, I blew it. I did this. And, and, and sharing the lessons learned. Mm -hmm. So the common goal, the real goal of Fempreneur True Confessions is to lift other women up, not tear them down, normalize what it looks like when women succeed at supporting each other mm -hmm. and building up each other's confidence, encouraging each other to use our gifts and our passions to fulfill our life's calling. So we're here to build, maintain, and grow a sisterhood that believes in an abundance mindset. There's enough to go around for everyone. Um, sharing our struggles and helping each other rise to our highest potential. Yes, absolutely. Yay. And we are super excited because today we have Jen here. Dr. Jen. Dr. Jen. Dr. Jen. <laughs> and Dr. Dr. Jen, Jen. <laughs> is a subject matter expert in leadership. 
emotional intelligence, and communication. Communication? Crap. Um, she has- <laughs> Try so practices. hard. <laughs> I even practiced this. <laughs> she has many passions and skills, <laughs> tapping into experience and knowledge to help inspire, motivate, and empower others to become their own versions of excellence and create the greatest good. Using her expertise, Dr. Jen helps women in all stages of life embrace who they are and become more skilled in life and leadership. Life happens and life continues. How we handle life is how we handle leadership. And in leadership, um, um, and leadership is a state of being, not a title. Everyone is leading in some manner some way or another um dr jen is also a u.s navy veteran thank you for your service um you. entrepreneur vp of operations for a nonprofit journal publication organization she is a doctor of management and organizational leadership has a master of business administration, is a certified NLP master coach and trainer, and holds many other leadership certifications. Woo, I got it. You got Hi, it all. Jen. That's awesome. <laughs> Welcome, Jen, Dr. Jen. Thank you. Thank you for the introduction. Also, and I probably that. could have shortened that for you because the, <laughs> the uh, journal publication has kind of um, ended. So. I'm no longer the VP of that. Okay. Lovely. That's okay. That's a change, right? Yeah. 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 Instead of that, I'm now uh, a singer in a band. So, I mean, swap hey, one for the other, know. right? Cool. Whoa. I know. We're going to talk about that later. Right. We're going to talk about that later. So, I do see one people, one people, <laughs> one person watching live, whoever you are, people. Drop us a comment. Please let us know that you're there. Let us know if you have any questions for Dr. Jen or myself or what's your name again? Laura. Um, <laughs> you guys, like it's, it's, I'm just being real here. Sometimes the stuff doesn't come up uh, when I call it from my brain in time for my mouth to say it, okay? Um, <laughs> So um, yeah, if you're watching live, drop us a drop us a comment, say hello. So I know that we talked about what we were going to talk about before we, right? Right. But now I'm going to throw you, I'm going to throw you a little. Uh, what do you call that? Curveball. Curveball. See, I it just it's a little delayed, but it's there. Um, so. What was it? A master NLP coach? Mas uh, NLP master coach and trainer. Okay. Zero so, linguistic programming. Thank you. I know there's <laughs> going to be a lot of people out there is like NLP. What's that? So talk to us and tell us a little bit about what that is. Well, it depends on what country you're in because over in Europe, this is common knowledge and common practice. Uh, here in the United States, it's uh, unknown because Let's face it, there's no money in a cure. <laughs> Imagine that. So NLP, Neuro Linguistics Programming, is the, it is, uh, it is scientifically based in uh, neuroscience. Um, so it is the, NLP is the uh, connection between the conscious and the subconscious. And it is, delves into the language that we tell ourselves inside and how we speak to others. Um, 
So I, you know, I had the doctor of management and organization leadership and that should have covered everything. And uh, communication was not very well covered. And I had classes on freaking communication, right? Um, hi, Patricia. And I discovered way more depth in communication going through NLP than I ever could have in, in my freaking doctorate that I paid way too fucking much for, for not to contain communication. No bitterness there. (laughs) (laughs) Just saying, just saying, you know, if you're not going to include something that in depth, maybe uh, cut the price down. Echo, stop. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, it is, um, it is the study of how we talk to others, how we talk to ourselves, how what we say matters within our bodies. Um, it is, you know, it's being congruent with yourself on a conscious and subconscious level. Love. Wow. I really like that. Yeah. How cool is that? Mm-hmm. I mean, way more than that. That's just like the. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I took a, a boot camp, a one day boot camp with. Um, oh, don't tell Dirty. me. Ah. I told you. I was going to get it. <laughs> Darlene hurts. And. Um, <laughs> yep. She's awesome. And it was yeah. awesome. Um, and uh, if you, if anyone has questions about that, do not ask me. Ask Dr. Jen. Okay. I have right. gone through all of the classes with her. So um, I know her very well. Yeah. She's awesome. She's awesome. Yeah. Um, and you also took those classes with your late husband. I did. You did. And that was one of the things that we were going to touch on today was about the death of your husband and how it helped push you to succeed as an entrepreneur. And it also kind of did some changes with what no, it fucked my world. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I mean, as far as your business. <laughs> You were saying that it really affected your business. Now, we all know that's going to affect our personal lives, right? But um, it also affected your business. So let's talk about that. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, so, um, yeah, Carl and I went through NLP from beginning to end. We actually went there as a means to help our personal lives uh, because we were not in a good place together. Um, I was stuck in some perimenopause excuses. Uh, he was stuck in his traumatic anger past bullshit. Uh, <laughs> and so we were, yeah, we were at a point where it was all butting heads. Um, so I was told about this and we went to it and he was like, you know what? We're going to sign up for the whole thing. And I was like, the fuck we are. Yes, we are. Okay, sure. Why not? I never expected it from him in a million years. So we go through all the classes. Um, it, it changed our relationship. And during all these classes, you're also delving into your trauma and you are basically cleaning it out. Um, not just your trauma, but maybe generational trauma as well. Uh, family generational trauma, you know, all of it. So uh, the deeper you go in the classes, the more you go inside. Um, And the more cleaning and the more experiences you get to do, and it's like an onion, right? The more layers, the more shit you find. Uh, So the end of this, um, like I said, Carl had a lot of trauma in his past. Uh, And it took him a lot 
to finally move past certain hurdles. And I want to say the biggest, biggest, biggest hurdle was that he was always told he was never good enough. He would never amount to anything. He would never be able to do this, that, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, so we went and bought two cars one day for him to start his own business, um, to start a, a car repair and custom shop. Right. Something he'd always dreamed about. Um, nice. He'd never really got to delve into it because, you know, life and making money and providing know, for the family, which is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And that's how he was raised. You know, you provide for your family, dropped out of high school kind of thing. So we went and bought those two cars and it was like a kid in a candy store. Um, he was on cloud nine and he had said it was the perfect day, which is something that neither of us really say because there is no such thing as perfection um right. there is indescribable joy happiness you know um immense beauty um i don't know phenomenal uh but he had said the perfect day which blew me away because that it was like holy shit what the hell and he died that night oh oh <laughs> yeah i mean the way it all transcended um, it was, it, I think it turned out to be the healing touch he really had to get in order to be able to move forward. Um, and I had later had a dream with him in it where it was my normal bulldog Carl. Cause you know, he had these elbows and just walked around like that. And, um, that I got to see a transformation, um, from my Carl to the next level Carl. Uh, so I'm pretty positive that it was the step he needed to move forward past all the trauma. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, it, it, it done fucked me up for a while. Yeah, I, <laughs> I mean, there's still moments, right? There's, it, it, grief is, is, it's not, there's no time limit. There's no set expression. There's no, those right. steps are bullshit, by the way. There is no stage, whatever, whatever they're calling them. There's no stages to go through. I mean, it's it's like a roller coaster wave. You got all yeah. this stuff happening. So, <laughs> you know, even to this day, I'll do something and it will knock me on my ass because you know it brings it all rolling right back, like that giant freaking waterfall just comes right down on top of me. Um, and he through his death and intentionally spurred me upwards. <laughs> uh, his aunt, uh, bless her, had said that this was the step that I needed now to rise. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I well, mean, she said it better than that, but yeah. <laughs> I wrote it down well, somewhere. Think about that. You think, you know, death when you have a death and you're sad and it keeps you down or it keeps you back or low, Instead of that jump forward, you know, momentum that might come with that, a different, you know, and that's, that's great to hear. Um, and, and that understanding, because I think some people might be like, well, you got more successful without him. Like, how did you manage to get through this? So they'd have like a negative connotation towards that, but that 
is really wonderful that through that you were able to step forward and above and ahead instead. Well, if it wasn't for the NLP classes that we had gone through um, so deeply and heavily, I don't know that I would have been able to process as well as I did or as quickly as I did. Um, and quick is relative, right? I mean, time is a man-made construct. So quick is relative. Some people are like, um, I, I'm a, I was actually, so Carl's second wife actually passed away and we had gotten together within nine months, I want to say from her passing. So it, it's relative. Each person heals differently on their own time frame. So, you know, but uh, yeah. if it wasn't for the NLP, I don't know that I would have been able to process it. So there, I mean, the gift is twofold. He's the one that pushed for the extensive NLP mm -hmm. training. And so how did it affect your, your self as an entrepreneur? Uh, it made me question everything. Uh, if I wanted to continue, like, um, so I, I have a content posting platform, right? Um, right now it's, it's Canva because it's awesome. Um, and I had scheduled posts for so long and then I was going back in every once in a while and posting, just adding some, some random shit, um, according to my content calendar. And so this would have been beginning of 22, I think that it ended. Is for some reason I just kind of trudged through the rest of 21. Uh, not even sure how, really, to be honest. Uh, I just kind of went Wait, through when, life, went so through the motions. When did he pass? June of 21. Okay. So, sometime in the beginning of 22, I just dropped everything, like halted everything, except for one client um, because he kept me going. Uh, I told him to kick me in the ass when I needed it, and he did. So, <laughs> uh, so he kept me, he kept me working throughout the time to give me some things to, you know, let my mind focus on otherwise. Um, but I dropped everything else and I sat there for the longest time going, is this really what I want to do? Like, I've can't, I, I can tell you that I have not been successful in the past, um, on building <laughs> a good business. Um, build build the basics and then after that i'm like oh, i hate talking to people i don't but i do you know kind of thing uh and when it comes to marketing myself i hate marketing myself I've, i hate tooting my own horn <laughs> mm -hmm. it's not me most people do um, yeah and it's yeah it's it's so it gets really hard when i'm really tooting my horn out. i did this you know and it's like mm -hmm. Um, so I really had to stop and think, do I want to continue forward? Um, do I want to get a job? Well, the thing about having a doctorate, <laughs> you're not a good employee. <laughs> <laughs> um, I ask too many questions. I'm too blunt. I state too many obvious things that are like, especially if I have a doctorate in leadership, for God's sake, you know? I walk into an organization and it's fucked up. I'm gonna tell you. <laughs> right. Does not make for a good employee. Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I spent a lot of time refocusing, rebranding, redirecting, re-looking. Just what direction do I want to go? And I did decide that I do want to stay in this as an entrepreneur 
Um, I love working for myself. I'm an amazing boss. <laughs> Same. There you go. <laughs> you know exactly what Me you do. Yeah. I give myself the best <laughs> fucking hours ever. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, it his death really spurred me in the direction of really looking at where I want to go. Where do I want to take this? How do I want to work this doctorate? And he's the one that pushed me to finish my doctorate. So it would be a waste, really, um, if I didn't apply it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, so, what'd you decide to do? I re-tweaked it. Not re, but I tweaked it. So um, I, I love writing. I love immersing myself in other people's realms of reality, right? Their business, their, their lives, their, their money makers. Um, and so I, I'm looking over here because I have a board. Um, so I tweaked everything uh, to be the word slinger first and then leadership coach second. Um, I will never release the whole leadership coaching NLP coaching kind of concept because I love it and it is immensely beneficial. Um, and I just I love writing. Like, damn, I love I love being in the background, man. Just leave, give me the words and let me go. <laughs> yeah, I love it. Absolutely. Cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that is great. Um, so wordslinger first, coaching second. And in the process, you discovered you're neurospicy. I love saying neurospicy. (laughs) Yeah. And you were like, I feel like that's a huge duh. But you also felt like, okay, this is what gives me more power as an entrepreneur and a writer. So talk about figuring, how did you figure it out? What was your aha moment? And and what does it mean? What does neurospicy mean? So, okay. Uh, neurospicy is being ADHD, autistic, um, ASD. And I think it's actually not even ADHD now. It, there's a big controversy because they're redefining it to all ADD. And then you have all ASD, um, autistic spectrum disorder. Autism, autism spe- spectrum disorder. Spectrum disorder. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, I was informed, (laughs) let's put it that way, uh, when my oldest daughter was diagnosed with ADHD, Hmm. that it's kind of genetically passed through the women, more so than the men. Um, And my youngest biological child, because I have four kids, um, they're all mine. No one's telling me otherwise. Uh, My youngest biological has um, ASD. So <laughs> my oldest daughter's therapist was like, well, you know, if you have a couple of spicy kids, you're going to be spicy yourself. Where do you think they get it from? And so I'm like, nah, you know, and I've had a friend telling me for years, Jennifer, I, I think you're ADHD. I'm not ADHD. What are you talking about? That- Katie's ADHD. That child runs all, all amok, man. She slams in the door frames. Next thing you know, I'm like, wait. I slam in the door frame. <laughs> <laughs> okay, keep going, keep going. Right. So, 
Okay, so um, it was one of those, no, but, you know, everyone thinks like this. And then all of a sudden everyone's like, <laughs> no, we don't. We do not jump in the pool and think we're a freaking mermaid, okay? Well, I thought that was normal. Um, no. <laughs> I kid you not. Ever since I saw The Little Mermaid, and when did that come out? Ever since I saw that movie, as soon as I jumped in the swimming pool, I had to swim like a little mermaid, and then I'd be okay. Love it. Right. I'm an underwater, you know, teach you over. If you're thinking this way, you might want to have a little evaluation. I'm just saying, because uh, I already know. (laughs) Apparently, that's that's not um, uh, they call them neurotypicals. It's not a neurotypical thought process. Apparently, all this cluster and noise up here isn't. Also, uh, I don't know how the hell they function without so it. They're because... neurodivergent. Yeah. 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 I love, uh, uh, I, I like neural spicy better. I, I like spicy too. better too. You know, mm-hmm. being telling people, hey, I'm neurodivergent. I'd much rather be like, I'm neural spicy. I would much rather say that. Yeah. <laughs> love it. I, I, I heard it once. And then I just, I, it stuck with me. I'm like, yeah. So then I started having all these thoughts. Well, if I was neurospicy, wouldn't, oh, wait a minute. I spent a lot of time outside. Oh, wait a minute. I did a lot of that, didn't I? Oh, well, shit. Huh. <laughs> That's kind of how that went. It's all uh, coming back to you now. <laughs> ever since last summer, on still to this day going oh damn that makes so much sense now mm-hmm. <laughs> and it has helped me immensely um to understand this is why i love writing this is how i can delve into other people's worlds so completely and come up with some uh, they as they say some amazing material mm-hmm. that awesome. sounds like them because i just i mean that's how i started singing too i started replicating singers and so (laughs) yeah well back in the day because i'm gonna age us back in the day we were it wasn't again mental health neurodivergent all all the differences all that wasn't there it was just like nope get your head out the clouds pay attention you put your big girl panties on and you move it right exactly so we've learned how to adapt and now that we're Mm -hmm. hearing like Oh, well, this and this and this and this. They give you this list of shit and you're like, well, damn, I got nine out of ten of that shit. Plus, (laughs) let's discuss it. And I used to say all the time, all the voices in my head are always going. I've never had a day of peace and quiet. People are like, Mm -hmm. what? And I'm like, no, there's a, you say it jokingly, but there's a reality there where I'm like, my mind has never shut off. I don't think ever in life, you know, and I can put a rest to it, but. Yeah, like it doesn't shut off and people really find that to be odd. Like, I'm like, it's normal for me. I've lived that way my whole life. So I I have accidentally said, wow, damn, that must be boring. (laughs) And and that did not go over well because I'm used to it. You know, I'm used to all the noises, all the, the different conversations in my head, all the random squirrel shit going on, you know, food flying fights. I don't know. Yeah. But so you also mentioned that there was a point where you realized that you weren't always being authentic. There were times you were wearing a mask. 
And so when did you have this realization? Was it in conjunction with finding out you're neurospicy or not related at all? I don't, I still don't know. Um, I still don't know the genuine answer to that because I, I do still wear a mask sometimes. Um, so let's face it, apparently I've been doing it my whole damn life and I had no freaking idea, right? So uh, it, it's not something you just up and release all of a sudden. Um, but which apparently is also disassociating and I'm, I don't know, I'm too, too squirreled to be able to do that very well. Um, <laughs> So I'm always like, bam, 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 bam. so when I go into job interviews, uh, okay, when I used to go into job interviews, um, I did wear that professional mask. Um, God, I'm a fucking cusser from hell. And that's not really something they want to hear when you're going yeah, into a job so interview. Not so much. I, I learned that as well. I did too. Yeah. <laughs> they also... I also learned pretty quickly that they don't like being told what's wrong when you go to an interview. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, you or know, even I'm after they hire this. you, they don't want to hear that. Yeah. Um, so I've, I have always been able to make really good friends with the employees. Like um, as a manager, I can make really good friends in, with employees and I struggle with my relationships with higher ups because they are, Damn, they're too fucking tight-lipped. Like, I don't know. Their their heads are so far up their asses that they can't take time to pull them out and, and smell something else. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know? So, yes. Uh, I know. Yeah. I think, I think that's knows too. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's funny because I before I did corporate, I worked with teenagers. So I spent from eight age of 18 to over the age of 30 working with teenagers when you work with teenagers there's no censoring you know there's no hand holding like they're they're in the juvenile system so i wasn't gentle with them i didn't always censor myself we were supposed to but you didn't really get in trouble for it if you didn't and all that and then i jumped into corporate where i was like everything about my personality was completely wrong and i was like oh shit I can't. <laughs> I spent a lifetime being this person. And then I spent 12 years all of a sudden shifting and adjusting to what I needed to be to make sure my paycheck wearing was there. Wearing masks. Disassociated. Yeah. Yeah. Wearing masks. Um, I mean, I have my military mask too. Kind of. I don't know. I really disassociated pretty hard in boot camp. So I, I went through that with flying colors. I didn't have any problems. <laughs> and I even got yelled at afterwards. We never could get through to you. It kind of zones you out. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> so and, how has how has this newfound authenticity affected you or the people around you? Uh it's made me more open. Um in public, <laughs> I should say. I'm open. I am I am an open book to my friends, family. Uh especially my kids. My, we have a unique relationship in this house. No topic is off tables, off limits. Um, everything is available to talk, whether it's drugs, sex, current Rock political system. Yeah, we all got different music tastes, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, They do know all the classics. I did raise them right. Uh, <laughs> but nothing is... Yeah, we, we trauma bond in this house 
a lot. I don't know if you've heard trauma bonding before, but uh, yeah, so nothing is off limits. And so all the friends that come over are always like, oh my God, I can talk about anything. Hey, I got a question about this. I'm like, uh, don't tell your parents I told you because they're going to get mad. Um, <laughs> so you're the bad aunt? Are you the, yeah. the, like, God, don't let yeah. your kids spend any time with her? Yeah, pretty much. Uh, because in, in my in my opinion, the, these kids, you know, teenagers, okay, when, you, when you're when you a certain age, yeah, you don't need to know some things. And as you get older, if you want to be able to make wise decisions as a teenager, at least somewhat wise decisions, you need to have all the information. Mm-hmm. So give them the damn information. Informed. Informed decisions. Yeah. Imagine that. Right. Yeah. You know, um, when it came to sex, <laughs> I was probably the worst person giving videos of STDs. Yeah, I've done that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there are some graphic images out there. I'm just saying. <laughs> A whole new world. If, if you're gonna, if, look, we, we're not here to talk about the pregnancy consequence. We're going to talk about these other ones that aren't talked about because you need to know what these are just in case you have an itch that you can't explain. I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. One of my favorite. TV Another reason that makes you go, oh, and you never knew that you were more spicy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But one of my favorite TV commercials was for condoms. Um, oh and Which it one? was this guy in a grocery store with this two-year-old that is pitching a fit. And it's a foreign commercial. It's in another language, European. He is pitching a fit on the floor, screaming that he wants his nummies, yummies, something. Have you seen this? Yeah, I love I it. And I mean, he starts throwing food everywhere. And mm. and the parent is just, just like you often are when the kids are out of control and you haven't a clue what to do is just standing there going, I don't know what the fuck to do, you know? <laughs> And I think he ends up, you know, leaving with the kid. I don't remember. But the end of the commercial is, it's for condoms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the best yeah. idea. An advocate for condoms. Yeah. Birth control. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Birth control. Um, yeah. It's condom, some kind of birth control. I don't remember what it was, but yeah. Be protected. Basically, it was what it was. Um. <laughs> But yeah, one of my most favorite commercials, and and I'm not a lover of commercials, but um, yeah, we stream moving right along. We get some whacked out commercials. Yeah, yeah, I and see this is what happens. Too. I going off on this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and this, this is, is why we have an outline problem. for our shows, or I will do this. I will do this. A, the entire this is a typical conversation show. in my house. We start here, perfectly innocent. We end up way over there. That's exactly. Yes. I love it. This is where I want to end up, though. Mm -hmm. I want to end up to where you are now, which is the singing. So I want to know how the how and the why of the singing, because this is something I did not ever know about you. uh, Amazingly, as much as I belt out a song, not a lot of people know this about me. Um, I have been a singer since I was like itty bitty. My great-grandfather started me off having to sing songs to him. So we're talking like, you know, Patsy Cline, Juice Newton, uh, older ones, you know. And then my grandpa kept it up. 
um, telling me to sing sing some songs. And it just, I mean, I've I've always sung and I love it. And uh, I will walk through. I had someone belting out uh, "Frozen." What is it? Let it go with me in Walmart because <laughs> I started it, <laughs> and she finished it, and so it was awesome. Uh, and I am that person. I'll be belting out a song in the middle of the grocery store, walking down the street, you name it. So I got bored sitting at home in my itty bitty town and decided, you know what? The hell with this. I'm going to goddamn bar and having a freaking drink with people. And so there was open mic night. Um, there's always open mic night somewhere around here. because There's always a bar open somewhere around here. Um, <laughs> a small ass town. We got like 20 bars. I'm telling you. Uh, so the bartender was telling the guitarist, Hey, you need to get her up there to sing. Cause she's heard me sing before. You need to get her up there. And he was like, Oh yeah, well, what do you know? I said, I don't know. What do you know to play? He's like, uh, he starts running through some songs. He's like, yeah, I can sing that. And he's like, Oh, because what about white rabbit Jefferson airplane? And I said, yeah, I know that song. He was like, you serious? No one knows that song. So he dragged me up there, um, applied a couple drinks. <laughs> and had liquid courage every freaking time right now I'm telling yes. you um, and I sang it and I apparently I blew him away and he went you are mine <laughs> I was like excuse me <laughs> you're uh uh-uh. <laughs> he was like you're mine no one is taking you I was like uh, no one's been asking to take me but okay so joined a band and we have our first gig coming up at the beginning of March, our first official gig. That's awesome. What's it called? Nice. Uh, the, we, <laughs> the band name is Mark and the Angry Heart. <laughs> okay. Love. Can you guess who the Angry Heart is? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, there's a song called Angry Hearts, right? Or a band. I am, I have no oh, idea. I'm Googling that. Okay, keep talking. <laughs> so yeah, we he has been busting my ass to get me to learn songs. And I mean, there is so there are so many damn songs in this brain, so much going on in here that people were like, you need to be able to memorize and memorize these songs so you don't have to, you know, look at anything when you're singing. And I'm like, the fuck, how am I gonna do? Do you know how many damn songs are in this head? Yeah. Like it was easy when you were a kid. It's not that easy now. <laughs> Everything jumbles together. Yeah. And wait, did I sing yeah. that verse already? That's my problem. Because I'll just sing. I just sing. Whatever so, so comes the, up. The place, the place that we have the first gig at, uh, I was already feeling pretty toasty. And we got up there to sing. And we finished. And I was like, did I miss the middle of that song? <laughs> But apparently not. Apparently, I did great. Um, because that's our first gig. So. <laughs> that's awesome. I love it. That yeah, I'm Mark glad that you angry found that. I went back and to there it. is a yeah. song called "Angry Hearts" by Charlie Heat. There you go. See, I knew it. That's another. <laughs> see, Jen, you and I are so much alike. Like we have mm-hmm. such similar. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. That, you know, because I grew up singing for my daddy in the donut shop. He would say, sing a song, Angel, sing a song. And so I've just been singing all my life. Now, once I got into middle school and I started working with a vocal coach um, in junior high, junior Mm -hmm. high. And uh, Mr. Gillespie, 
would have known. And so, but anyway, that is so freaking cool. Yeah. And it's like merging everything I love. Like, I love it all. I'm, that was another thing that should have been an indicator that I'm ADHD. That like, I, like I said, one of my friends, Rebecca's been telling me for years. And I'm like, yeah, I am not. Because I have so many fucking passions and interests yeah. and hobbies, like photography. And I buy these kits. Yeah. And then I forget about it for a few months. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, you know what? I have this. I should go take some photos. Um, but music has always been a hundred percent in my life a hundred percent that's ours too like i was four or five singing and was on stage until i was a lot older and then all of a sudden just one day it just hit me like whoop you're on stage in front of people and whatever was going on (laughs) there was a stop and i just completely stopped and halted it all um and it was i've done karaoke for years so i'm not worried about that i still sing you know Mm -hmm. my sister sings my aunt my cousins we all sing and play instruments my granny was a piano teacher like it has been innately in us all the way down in generations and we've all done it my everybody still sings and they still do this and 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 it's it's very interesting because i have found that a lot of people that'll say like I'm ADHD or um, I'm autistic or whatever, they're singers, they're musicians, they're, you yeah, know, creatively, creatively, they have an out- outlet. Very. Yeah. 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 Yep. There's a, a woman, her name is Barbara Sure. She passed away. I want to say two or three years ago, but she, uh, she's written a series of books, um, which none of which will come to the forefront of my mind at this time when I need them. Um, ah, I hate that. But um, anyway, Barbara Sher, but she, she came up with this concept of being a scanner and what that meant for her, her definition of a scanner. And I was like, Oh my God, that's vague. Oh my God. When I read this, but it was someone who, gets really interested in something and like researches it and, and then learns it and then masters it and then is completely bored Mm -hmm. and wants to move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, they've created this new thing. They've mastered it. It's really, you know, uh, it's some, in in some aspects it's successful. Like for instance, a A what? A business. So, You know, and and then they're like, oh, that's boring. I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> Go do this other thing. And I was like, oh, my God, that is so me. Yeah. Because yeah. Th- I would do that. I would do that with not not with businesses, but also with just anything in my life that I came across that was interesting. Mm-hmm. You know, like whether it was yeah. photography or it was singing or it was, um, you know, skincare or you know uh cooking it it didn't matter Mm -hmm. i would just be so focused on that thing and i would get it just like i would just like master it and or i would just exhaust everyone around me and then i would be like okay i have to move on these people are going to kill me you know (laughs) that is why most most people who are jack of all trades are going to be neurospicy. Um, I can't officially say master of one, 
<laughs> um, and I've always been a jack of all trades yeah. because of that. Because you have those interests, you gather all the information, you dive head deep into it, you get it all going, and then you're bored. Another reason why my business has a couple of different avenues to keep me into it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Well, we got from our family was, um, can't you just figure out what it is you want to do? Because when you have someone like that and you have a yeah. family of people who have been in the same careers your entire 40, yeah. 50, 60 years, and you mm -hmm. can't seem to figure out what it is that works for you. I'm like, yeah, the only reason I think I ever had long careers in one place was because I'm an adult and bills have to be paid and I had to override my need for all these other things. But had that or not been the case. I don't know about you, mm -hmm. but like I would have a full-time job and I would go to that job every day and, and that mm -hmm. would be great. And I stayed in a job for like over a decade. Like, yeah. but what I found was I could move within the healthcare system it was a big healthcare system. So I could yeah. do all kinds of different things and still keep that job with the same company. And yeah. so that's how I coped with that. But then one of the other things is I always had side hustle going on. Like mm -hmm. I always had this thing on the side that I was doing, whether it was a, a something income producing or not. Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, I was going to start a club or I was going to start a movement or I was mm -hmm. going to, you know, whatever it was, I was going to do that thing because, yeah. you know, this nine to five was not fulfilling me. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's how I managed for years to make it to every practice of my sons and every game. Like I never missed a practice. I've never missed a game from like for 10 years, literally just never missed any ran around, you know, you're the team mom and the crazy psycho and all that stuff. And people are like, are you serious? Like your husband, my husband was the same way too. And whether he was there or not, I was there. Like it just, and he made the same commitments we did and we coached and we did other things. And that was when my son stopped doing sports, when we moved and he wasn't in sports anymore and we weren't required to be that committed. I was like, Oh my God, I don't have anything to do. Like my brain was going a bit crazy the last couple of years because I'm like, so start a business. Yeah. Drive yourself completely insane. Drive. Start right. a if you're bored, start a business. That's yeah. That's why not? That makes total sense. <laughs> <laughs> Only to a nori spicy <laughs> person. Does that make sense? Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. That, so that I have uh, a hard stop in like two minutes. So oh. uh, unfortunately we're going to have to wrap this up. Um, and one of the things, so first of all, Dr. Jen, thank you. All of a sudden I'm from New York. I don't know what just happened. Um, Yay, Dr. Jen. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah. We, okay. it, it's been awesome. Thank mm -hmm. you so much. I hope that people will understand that they can reach out to you with any kind of questions about NLP, neuro, spicy, uh, where you're singing this weekend, any of those questions. And we'll drop her, all of her contact information and, and socials and all that in the show notes. Um, but the, the, what's your website again? It's the DM the, woman. The DM woman.com. Okay, so you can also you go. Google the DM woman. Just don't click how to DM a woman. You don't want that one. No, shit. Now, now I have to. <laughs> You know this, right? Now you know I have to. I have we're done that, here. Is, that has been the I, best catch. 
on the best catch. Google the DM woman. Just don't click how to DM a woman. <laughs> okay. So um, one of the <laughs> thanks, Patricia, for being with us. Thank you, Patricia. Um, Dr. Jen is going to introduce next week's guest for us. Her name is Diane Bedard. And I am going, I'm going to say she's local. She's local to me. She's right here in Florida. I think she might actually be right here in my town. I could be wrong, but I might be right. So uh, Dr. Jen has agreed to introduce her for us. So thank you. So Diane is a publisher, professional writer, and communicator and connector of people. Mm, that sounds fun. She has survived major trauma and self-induced calamity. And I understand that one. And gratefully <laughs> works to enjoy each day and each encounter with joy. She's an introverted extrovert who believes uh, the written that the written word still has value to our culture and that God is in charge. So we can rest after we have done our footwork. She loves people and nature and is in awe of God's creation. She has discovered for her, it is easier to create a job than get a job. Amen yes. to that. Yes. Yeah. Amen, sister. Uh, the <laughs> other thing I forgot is um, Diane is actually an award-winning writer. She's received several awards for her writing. Um, so I just wanted, I forgot to add that in. And um, so thank you again, Dr. Jen, for being here. We loved hearing yes. your story. And again, there are these parallels, these synchronicities where, you know, almost every guest has talked about trauma in mm -hmm. one way, shape or form. And the next guest, she, I, wait until you hear her story. I, I'm just saying. Um, I've only heard uh, just a small, very small piece of it, but um, I hope you will join us next week because she has a fantastic story. And um, our ask this week, as it has been uh, for the last several weeks, is please, um, if you are a subscriber, please share the podcast so we can get some additional subscribers. If you're seeing this for the first time and you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel or wherever you listen to your podcast. Uh, please, please subscribe. That really helps us out. So again, uh, thank you, Dr. Jen, for being with us today. We hope you all Thanks have a me. wonderful. Oh, you're very welcome. It's been a pleasure. Been and everybody have yes. a fantastic week. Bye, Bye everyone.